Hey guys, welcome back to Crash Course in Podcasting, a 10-part mini-series from Podcasting is Punk Rock. My name's Josh. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I really appreciate you checking it out. Today is one that I can either be excited about in a way, or I can be really down on myself about in a way. And honestly, I'm just choosing to stay neutral. And that's, I've just spent an exorbitant amount of money on different podcasting gear over the years, chasing what I would call the perfect out-of-the-box sound. So something from microphone to preamp to the software on the computer that just makes me sound like the best version of myself without me having to do very much. And I think this mentality comes from my gear acquisition syndrome I used to have when I was in a band where I was buying equipment well beyond the level I was as a guitar player. Having a expensive guitar into a Saldano, into a Bad Cat speaker cab with all fancy pedals and cables and things equaled out of the box absolute magic. I didn't have to do much to that sound for it to be absolutely perfect for what I had in my head. But in podcasting, at least at the independent level, we're not accessing equipment at that level. Like the gap between where we're operating in just say the 50 to to $1,000 range for different pieces of equipment, to get something exponentially better than that, you might have to be looking in the three to 4000 plus range. So in the podcasting world, I've found there's very few solutions straight out of the box that are easily accessible across the globe in all territories just to unbox it and it sounds bloody brilliant. And I think it's because the human voice is so dynamic and so unique from person to person that it isn't, unlike guitar, at the bass level, a technique and performance-based thing. There's a uniqueness because of your background, your biology, the pace that you talk, your culture. It's all mixed in there like a soup and no one microphone or processor or mixing board like the Rodecaster or whatever is perfect out of the box for every person. So where I'm going with this is, I think in retrospect, I didn't do enough work trying to get the best out of the equipment I had by tweaking. It wasn't the mindset I had, and it's cost me a friggin' fortune. The mic I'm on today, which is a Rode NTG3, is the first and only mic that I've owned where I listen back and I think, oh, that sounds pretty close out of the box to what I want to sound like. I had this mic in 2015. It's now 2023. In the interim, I've owned a buttload of microphones. An SM7B, the Rode Broadcaster, the Rode Procaster, the Sennheiser MD46s, the RE20, the RE320s. And for me, none of them have gotten me back to this sound. And it was because I convinced myself there must be an even better out-of-the-box alternative. And I'm not sure if there is. You might not even think this mic sounds on my voice as good as others do. And to be honest, I haven't used this mic in years, so even just presenting to it 
what angle to have it on. All those things are probably going to take me a little while to get back into and also how to post-produce this microphone if I need to because I'm in a different room altogether now than the last time I used it. But I guess the lesson is just try to get the best out of the gear you have, which may or may not take tweaking. Like, for example, the biggest thing in podcasting to me that is an example of this is the SM7B and or the SM7DB, which apparently tonally is very similar, which is the new iteration of the same microphone. Those sound pretty good on a lot of people straight out of the box, exceptional on some people. But with a little bit of tweaking in the back end with some EQ, they sound pretty great on a lot of people. And I owned that mic, and I didn't realise how much post-production people that had that mic were doing on it. I just assumed this is the biggest mic in podcasting at the time, other than maybe the Heil PR40. Surely, Jesus, sorry, that's a terrible pun. Surely this mic should just sound great. And it didn't on my voice. And I didn't, even though the mic was four or $500 at the time in 2015, 16, when I bought that, I didn't spend any time trying to make it work in post-production, in my channel strip, which is a DBX286, I think is the model. I didn't realize that a lot of people that are using the SM7B are doing some EQing and some shaping on that microphone, either in the preamp or a strip, or they're doing a lot of that stuff in post. I could have saved myself heaps of money if I had of first, how do I get all this sibilance out of the high LPR40? This mic's not for me. There's a frequency in there that's just so harsh, I don't want it. It works for thousands of other people, but it's not right for me. And then I get the Rode NTG3, the mic that I thought sounded the best on my voice naturally. Nah, it's too bassy and it sounds too different to the people I'm interviewing. I sound like I'm doing voiceover. They don't. If I had spent a little bit of time in a parametric EQ for free in Adobe Audition, I would have seen that my fundamental frequency in my voice collides with where this mic can sound muddy already. So just a slight reduction in that range may have meant that I never had to change from this mic and spend thousands and thousands of dollars on other mics. Like obviously when I got the studio, which I'm in now, I can have up to four people simultaneously on the mics in this studio. So I needed more microphones, but there was a big gap in between where I was buying mics just for me that I didn't need to do. And that I regret. So my encouragement is spend as much time as you can with the gear you've got to see if you can position it differently, present to the microphone differently, tweak the desk that you've got differently. And one thing I would encourage if you're not happy with these new mixing desks like the Rodecaster and the Mixcast, turn all the stuff off. Because it could be the fact that how it's come out of the box with all these presets and everything's turned on is removing a natural characteristic from your microphone that might be more flattering than having it all turned on. Just do some form of tweaking, guys, and then there's always parametric, graphic, and filter-based EQs where you can deal with some of the problems that the microphone has. Righto, guys, at Deadset Pod for all the things. Stick around to the end for a little bit of an offer. 
I did put this out on social media, but you guys will get even more of my time for free if you take me up on the offer. So check that out. And my name's Josh. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.